We've all heard about the student debt crisis, but leave it to Biden and the Democrats to find the absolute worst possible solution. Student loans are undeniably a weight on the economy, but simply cancelling existing debt does nothing to address the underlying problem. The U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona recently announced that the Biden administration has forgiven the loans of roughly 72,000 borrowers worth about $1 billion. Although the current program only forgives debt for students that were misled, defrauded, or otherwise harmed by otherwise harmed by their institutions. Make no mistake, this is, the only, this is only the first step in a broader debt cancellation plan, as the president has made abundantly clear. Proponents of this bill argued that it would, quote, jog the economy and help students trapped under student loans. This plan is so full of flaws that it is difficult to know where to begin. The first problem that becomes apparent immediately is that it would be forcing the general populace to pay for loans that are not even theirs. People that have student loan debt voluntarily took out such loans to pay for their own education. They knew what they were getting themselves into, and it was their responsibility to evaluate whether or not the debt was worth it. People who chose to pay more for private education did so knowingly. By cancelling the debt, we would be forcing all citizens to pay for someone else's loans, which makes no sense whatsoever. Cancelling student loan debt would be unfair to those who already paid off their debt and those who chose to go to cheaper institutions or not to attend college at all due to the cost. The Biden administration's push to cancel existing debt would cost an exorbitant amount of money whilst doing absolutely nothing to address the underlying issues. There is nothing preventing student debt from building back up even faster. According to the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, 80% of people repay their debt within 12 years. The majority of borrowers are fully capable of paying back the money that they borrowed. As for the rest, if student loan debt were to be made dischargeable, Anybody that truly had no way to pay back their loans would have the ability to default. According to the Congressional Budget Office, 42% of student loan debt is held by people with advanced degrees, such as lawyers and doctors. People with such degrees typically have very, very high incomes. The average pay for physicians and surgeons is $184,000, or about 600% higher than the US, United States' median income as of 2016. Forcing citizens to bear the debt burden for someone who should be capable of offsetting their debt quite comfortably makes absolutely no sense. The median student loan debt for medical school graduates as of 2018 was $200,000. This means that average physicians or surgeons earn the equivalent of their debt in about 13 months. People that knowingly took out their debt and are fully capable of paying it back represent a large portion of current student debt holders. In practice, the plan forces entire taxpayers to pay for the debts that borrowers can mostly refund. Proponents of the plan say that canceling student loan debt will stimulate the economy, as people would have more money to spend, as they would not have to worry about loan repayments. However, if the plan largely benefits high-income individuals 
or people with advanced degrees, the immediate economic benefit would be relatively small. Universal debt forgiveness would do little to stimulate the economy or to help the poor, but rather the people who are either quite comfortable, wealthy, or have advanced degrees. Student loan debt forgiveness, as appealing as it sounds on its face, is a wasteful proposition that does nothing to address what caused the crisis in the first place. The cost of a college education has exploded over the past few decades, and borrowers often have no other option than to take out loans. Student debt cannot be discharged in the event of bankruptcy, meaning that it is an extremely low-risk proposition for lenders. The lender is unaffected by whether or not the borrower will be able to pay them back, because even if they go bankrupt, the debt is untouched. Perhaps one of the easiest solutions to the student debt crisis is to make student loans dischargeable, thereby making student loans just like every single other type of loan. Under this solution, student loans would also become privatized, so that private lenders would issue student loans and the government would stop doing so. Under the current system, if you are a lender for student loans, you have no reason whatsoever not to issue loans to students because it is risk-free for you. No matter what happens, you will get your money back. It does not matter how bad the college that the student wants to attend is, what they want to major in, or how bleak their career prospects are, you will give them the loan. Alternatively, if student loan debt was dischargeable in bankruptcy, or the borrower could default on the debt, you would evaluate whether or not it is worthwhile to give them a loan. If the student wants to attend a lowly ranked college or wants to pursue a major with little to no career prospects, you will not give them the loan. Making the lender responsible would end the problem of loan repayment inability. A big problem with students that take out student loans is that they are given the task of choosing what, where they want to study and what they want to pursue for the rest of their lives at a very, very young age. Hence, many of them decide to attend lowly ranked colleges whose graduates have median salaries barely above a minimum wage job and for whom the graduation rate is abysmally low. If lenders bore risk while dispersing these loans, they would never give out loans to such students, and the colleges would be forced to improve or go out of business. Young students would no longer be taking out tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to attend such schools, which means that they would not be trapped under massive loans for useless degrees. Additionally, college majors with bleak career prospects would cease to exist. In our current system, every student, regardless of their major, can get a student loan. Thus, many students pick majors based on what they find interesting or enjoyable, rather than majors which will provide them with the skills that the market demands. This results in students getting low-paying jobs which often do not even require a degree, and then they have to refund a considerable amount of loans for a worthless degree. Instituting a system whereby student loans are dischargeable in bankruptcy will make lenders responsible for the student loans that they issue, thereby ensuring that students do not borrow money that they will not repay.
Finally, a solution that has gained popularity recently, which would prevent a further buildup of student loan debt, is called income share agreements. This is a unique solution that removes the middleman altogether. Under this approach, college students would not pay anything up front. Instead, they would pay colleges a fixed portion of their income upon graduation for a set period of time, depending on their major. For example, if you attend a college that allows you to finance your education through an ISA, and you choose to major in business, upon graduation, if your income is $100,000, you would pay a percentage of that, say 8%, for a set time, say 100 months. That means, by the end, you would pay just under $67,000 back to the university. If you borrowed only $30,000, the college would make a large profit, whereas if you borrowed $80,000, the college would lose money. These percentages can be set by the college and adjusted based on the major that you choose. Purdue University has partially adopted this system. The rate you pay is highly dependent on the degree that you pursue. For example, if you chose a photography degree, you would pay 4.58% of your after-graduation income for 116 months. If you majored in computer science, you would only pay 2.43% of your income for 88 months. This way, the college can ensure that they do not lose money and students can make more informed decision as they would refrain from borrowing money that they cannot afford to pay back. Despite the problems with student loan cancellation, it continues to gain political support, primarily because of the sheer size of the number of people that would benefit from such a plan. According to the International Magazine of Events, or Time Magazine, 44 million people have student loans as of 2019. A loan cancellation program that could financially benefit that many people is sure to give a candidate a political boost. The tricky part, as always, lies in the politics. It is much more appealing for politicians to say that they will make college free for everyone and cancel all student loan debt. However, this does nothing to address the problem. It does not stop students from going to terrible colleges and majoring in a useless field that provides them with the skills that there is no demand for in the real world. Instead, all it does is shift the burden to citizens while exacerbating the whole problem even further. If we can look to real, proven, and economically sound solutions that target the heart of the issue then we will effectively solve the problem at hand. Sympathetic-sounding solutions that appear politically viable are often the worst in reality. Thank you so much for tuning into the Economic Review. We'll be back soon with the latest.